like fire, getting at it. Hey everybody, it's Kayla Got the 411. I'm back for another What's Good interview. It's been a good little minute, but I'm happy to have, let me pronounce it again, Chisholm. It's close. Chisholm, but. Okay, say it again. Chisholm. Chisholm, Chisholm. So what's the whole background of your um, name? Because you are African. Is it a part of your culture? Mm -hmm. It is a part of my culture. So, uh, you know, our names tend to have meanings um, and they tend to, you know, at least from my part of the culture, they tend to have like a religious meaning, um, mm-hmm. like a faith-based meaning, something like that. And my name means God follows me. So Chi, um, you know, people from my part of Nigeria, because uh, that's where my family's from, yeah. um, Chi is uh, part of our name that you'll hear a lot. And that means God. So Chi means God, Song means follows me. So that's... That's the background. Now, Cheesem, how are you doing? You know, the interview is called What's Good. So, of course, I got to ask what's good with you. How's your mental health like currently today? It's, it's pretty good. I think it was a pretty busy day. Um, so I'm just trying to, you know, regulate my stress levels and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think that's one thing I pay attention to quite a bit. Um, you know, just making sure that I don't have too much on my plate. Of course, you're going to be busy, right? But you don't have too much on your plate to the point where you feel overwhelmed because that's not really good for you, so. Yes, um, we were talking about that off of camera. You know, I'm telling you, right, I took a little break. Everybody needs, like, self-care, mental health days when it's, like, it's too much, you know? When it's too much, everybody, you know, we live in this culture where everybody's, like, Brian, 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 but you don't want to work yourself to death. Exactly, exactly. And even, like, you know, in, in the project that we're about to talk about, um, you know, I think that's a big part of the theme of my music lately, mm-hmm. um, is just getting away from that, um, you know, kind of subconsciously getting away from that mentality of, oh, you've got to be busy, grinding, hustling all the time. You know, that's, we do that so that we can get away from that one day. So yes. now you are a busy man. You just dropped your project called Bracelets. Now, how are you feeling now that it's out? Like, how long did it take you to put this whole project together, first of all? Man, uh, so it came together. I want to say it came together slowly but quickly. So I think a lot of the themes of the music kind of built up over time just through living life. Um, Because I kind of similar to what you were sharing with me, I also kind of took a little bit of a break. I was still writing, but I wasn't releasing a lot of music. Um, So I think I was just kind of taking that time, um, you know, to live life, to experience some things that would inspire more music. Um, So that part, I would say, took maybe about a year and a half um, you know, of just writing. But um, when I decided, okay, I'm going to put together a project and it's going to be called Bracelets, uh, pretty much came together within like two to three months. Um, so really happened fast. That's amazing. I love the album um, title and I love the meaning behind it as well. I know about it, but I'm going to let you, you know, tell us more about it um, later on in the show. <laughs> So take me back to when you first fell in love with music. Like you are from Detroit, right? But you I are not huh? I was born in Detroit, but I was actually raised in Maryland. So I went back to Detroit a lot, you know, growing up. So I would visit pretty much every year. But I grew up in Maryland actually. Um, but you know, Detroit still plays a part in the music, but didn't mean oh. to so that explains why you are where you are currently residing in now. Now yeah. I read the entire background of the project braces, how you came up with it, but tell us more about what happened to you and what actually caused you to name it that. 
Matt, uh, so uh, I got to start off with a road trip that I decided to take, right? After this was really the, towards the end of 2022. So um, this was August. And I decided I was going to take a road trip to Houston from DC, which yeah. is wild. But, you know, I was just going to do it. Um, I was going to spend a month down there because I was kind of thinking, okay, I want to explore, you know, just some other places. I was considering relocating. It still has a vibe to it, I've heard. I haven't been to Houston, oh. Houston yet, but I heard it just got a vibe. Like, so many great songs have come from there. How many songs is Drake going to make when he's in Houston? Come on, that tells us all, right? He's obsessed. He's obsessed. And I mean, probably for good reason. It's a fun town. I had a great time down there. Um, and it was actually much needed. A lot of the album got recorded there. Uh, just because, you know, I, I think that I just had a lot of, I got a really nice space where I was able to kind of focus, um, you know, I think just hanging out with old friends and just the vibes um, really inspired a lot of writing for me. Um, but on the way back, um, you know, I ended up leaving later than I wanted to. Um, I ended up leaving probably around like four or five in the afternoon, leaving from Houston. So I'm driving through Mississippi at this point um, oh. after midnight. And I've never really been through Mississippi, Alabama, like the deep, deep South like that. You know, I've been at Atlanta, you know, places that are more liberal, right? No. So um, I get stopped by the cops and long story short, they pretty much just harassed me. Um, and it, it didn't end up as bad as it, it could have for sure. It's not like, you know, there's obviously, we know about all of these situations that have happened with the police where, you know, no. people have died, lost their lives, but um, you know, it was definitely unnecessary to stop me because I believe because I had a nice car and I was black. <laughs> and they pretty much, you know, they they told me to get out of the car. They asked me all sorts of unnecessary questions. When I started to get frustrated, they like cuffed me up. They like, you know, tossed everything out of my car. You know, they had like their dog in there barking at me, like shaking, shaking the car. Like it was, it was just, you know, it was kind of humiliating. Like I, I didn't do anything. And then they just kind of let me go after that because they didn't find anything. So they had a dog with them. They had a dog with them. They were just looking for trouble. They were looking for trouble. That's yeah. what it was. They, they wanted to stop me. They And I think maybe I didn't do myself any favors having a do-rag on and like, you know, kind of just looking more chill, not, not looking as uh, maybe formal as I normally would. Um, and I don't know. Um, I don't want like, to. It don't matter if you're like you know formal or not. Like black, once they see black, they just see trouble. It don't matter if you're in a suit. You know, unfortunately, were you by yourself doing this when everything was happening? Yeah, I was by myself when I was driving. Why? So you drove all the way from Maryland to like Houston by yourself? Well, I mean, I stopped in Atlanta also, but okay. What's your yeah. zodiac sign? I'm an Aquarius. I'm not an air sign. I'm a Libra. We always doing stuff. We just we all <laughs> we always doing stuff that people be like, "Wow!" I'm just glad that you was able to get out that situation because unfortunately, a lot of you know black people, black men especially, don't really get to live to be able to tell this story and situation. So, how did it actually like inspire you? Because I know like it kind of changed your your vibe. Like you said, it was humiliating, and you went into making music. How did you incorporate that? terrible, horrible, scary situation to your music? Um, it was really where, where it came in was the title and then kind of one of the, um, you know, just the, one of the subsequent tracks kind of, um, you know, alluded to that. But the title came from the whole idea that, um, you know, watching cop shows like Law & Order, The Wire, they're always, you know, when they're cuffing someone up, they say like slap the bracelets on, right? 
Um, so it's kind of a police slang for handcuffs, right? And as I was like leaving that situation, it, it kind of got the wheels turning, right? Because, you know, I slowly got over like, you know, just the humiliation, just the shock of the whole thing. And, you know, I got the wheels turning creatively. And, you know, I thought about the fact that I'd probably been stopped because of the way I look, um, you know, being in a nice vehicle. Uh, you know, they just racist. I'm from the south. We just yeah. know certain cities you just don't go through. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, you know, we have sundown, you know, and it's not just you. A lot of artists, you have to travel. You know, let's say you had a show and you wanted to go to Houston, you know, mm -hmm. that route. You know, a lot of artists probably take that same route, unfortunately, black artists. So, you know, I think, you know, probably has happened to more people, but you were just brave enough to be able to tell your story on my platform, you know? So, yeah, you know, being an artist that's Nigerian, like how important is it for you to, you know, put your cultural and touch on your music when you're making it instead of just doing straight hip hop? It's really important, you know, and I try to be respectful of all the cultures that I draw from um, because I realize that, you know, even with Afrobeats now and, and what they're doing over Nigeria, they are drawing a lot of stuff from Black culture here. Um, but, you know, I just, I want people to, first of all, kind of understand that, you know, you should be your full self. You know, all of these sides of you are important. Um, and growing up, I kind of felt in between uh, two cultures. You know, there were some times I felt out of place with my Nigerian crowd uh, wow. because, you know, they thought I was too American. And there were times, like, as a kid, you know, I felt out of place with the Black, you know, Black, black friends because maybe I'm not black enough or I'm too African or too foreign. Um, but I've kind of taken those and turned them into strengths. So, um, you know, I consider myself being like, you know, the best of having the best of both worlds and wanting to kind of inspire people to be all that you are. Don't just try to fit into one box. Um, be authentic. So. I'm so glad you brought that up because you know there's been so many debates. You know, it's like it's always a debate on social media, right? And I feel like you know there's always like the African culture debating with the African American culture, and you talking about how you know you felt like you know, like they did you feel like they were making you choose a little bit, you know, because you you have a wide range of you know music taste. Like your music just isn't just straight Afro beats. Like I hear hip hop, I even hear pop, like. You know, you have a great range. I think that's what's going to, you know, help you as an artist. Look at Burner Boy. Like, you know, that right there, like being able to work in different cultures, that shines more light on your culture and stuff like that. That's what I believe. Do you do you believe that? I, don't I believe do believe that. Yeah, I do. I do. And, and I really appreciate you saying that, too. You know, I think part of it is, um, you know, wanting to shed light on the culture to maybe help, you know, if possible, improve things right. over there. Um, but, you know, like you said, I think versatility is, is a great thing to, is a great thing to have. And the fact that, you know, all of these things, I try to be as authentic as possible um, with it. I don't feel it's, you know, some people have made fun of Drake, for instance, when he does dance hall or when he like incorporates a different culture. Um, and I don't really hate on that. But, you know, me personally, um, you know, I just try to do it in a way that, um, you know, shows people something new, shows some people something different. Um, and, you know, at the same time kind of shows people my whole self as well, um, because I'm really not just one. And also, I think like the fact that I went to somewhere like I went to Howard University um, and that was a unique. Yes. <laughs> there you go. 
I said smart black man. Yes, you know we oh. always said smart <laughs> black man getting this delivery. <laughs> I appreciate that, and I that gave me a whole different perspective because growing up in the DMV, right, you get used to like a certain kind of black culture, right, yeah. and it's a beautiful culture. Right. But there are certain things about it that are unique. You know, Baltimore has its own thing. D.C. has its own thing. But when you go to Howard, um, you start to interact with black people from all over the country. Right. So from Cali, um, you know, from the Midwest, from the South. And I think some of that also kind of influenced me as well when it came to the when it comes to the hip hop side. Right. Um, you know, because you can hear some sounds from the West Coast in my music. You can hear, you know, sounds from the South at times. Um, and I try to really, you know, incorporate sounds from different regions of the United States as well. But really just comes from really falling in love with culture. I just, I love culture. I love and you love music, like, you know, you have a, a love for music, I can tell. And I always tell artists, I think it's really important to just just dabble a little bit in different genres and stuff like that because you'll you'll learn so much from just working with other artists and just you know learning about that particular genre that you probably never would have you know touched. I mean, Lil Wayne did a whole rock album. Nobody right. expected that, right? Mm -hmm. But you know that was he showed his love for rock. Now I take it that are both of your parents Nigerian? Both of them are, yeah. Okay, so I, I can, you know, listen to our hip hop music. You know, it's a very vulgar. <laughs> so what type of music were you listening to, you know, oh, when you were younger that kind of influenced your sound? That is a great question, actually. Um, so I think the fact that my folks did not love hip hop also kind of helped me incorporate a little bit more of the African music into, you know, what I was doing. They didn't, my, my folks love music. And I think I got my love for music from my father. Um, but he's a big lover of African music from all over Africa. So I think that really gave me a lot of influences just to be diverse and eclectic with the sounds. So it's not just Nigerian, you know, Afro beats that you hear, but you hear different sounds as well. Um, and I think that influenced me a lot. His collection was crazy. And he used to take me actually to a record store, um, you know, back when they still had those, right? Uh, yeah. Digital, but he used to take me back when I was just a little kid um, and sit me up on the counter, just sampling different records. Um, and I think that had a lasting impression on me. Um, you know, just the fact that I really embrace all sorts of different kinds of music because he was never just pigeonholed. Um, I know his friends would listen to certain kinds of Nigerian music, right. but he seemed to have like a broader range of tastes. And he'd be listening to rock and roll. He'd listen to you know, Sade, he listened oh, I love to it. disco, you know, the Bee Gees. He loved all sorts of music. He wasn't really into like the vulgar, you know, 106 Rap <laughs> um, City type thing. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever he caught me like watching BET, sometimes he'd like come down on me and be like, you know, turn, turn off that nonsense, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I think that that those, those factors really like going to school with you know everybody being from america here and really like inspiring me to fall in love with hip-hop music and that culture um and then you know being at home and you're hearing music from all sorts of places in africa right and you know you're that's that's being infused you every day um it was just hard for that not to influence me so you know at a certain point you know i started dabbling into creating beats you know i just um you know, just trying to recreate what I felt. Wow. About. So you were able to create beats yourself? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I started. Um, and, oh. 
actually, you know, I've I've had I've had work featured in, in pretty big places just with artists and, and collaborating. Well, with you can't go ahead and brag about yourself. We we always <laughs> brag about yourself. Oh no, I appreciate that. Like I, I've I've made some really good beats for some really great artists and um that's a part of my artistry that i like as well you know a, a lot of people might know that i like might not know that i mixed the master the entire project uh that i just put out um really? and yeah. oh okay so let me tell you what's my favorite song that entire project is dope and i was going to get on the production of that like later in the show but you all i take it you you wrote i know you mentioned songwriting a lot too right mm -hmm. so i take it you wrote the entire project as well but even though you had features, of course, they took care of that part, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you pretty much produced and mixed and engineered your whole project. I did. I, I did. think, first of all, that's impressive. Two, that saves you a coin. For <laughs> <Number> one, because <laughs> I, I know I've had a lot of producers on this show, and when they start talking about their split sheets, you know, they got to get paid too. But I'm pretty sure that money that you probably could have, you know, paid towards, you know, so. None of those songs sound alike. Sometimes when producers make music, you know, we, we know like certain producers, like you hear a beat, you're like, okay, I know this particular producer made it. None of those, it doesn't sound like a repetitive album. And that's the, the yeah. thing is, so, I worked with different beat makers on the album. Okay. But as far as the mixing and mastering of the entire project, you know, that, that's what I did. So I still worked with different producers. Okay. But still, each, wow, that's very, very impressive as well. And you're actually in control of your own sound as well. You know, I think nothing's, nothing's worse than when you have great songs, great beats, and the uh, mixing sounds horrible. I'm, right. pretty sure, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've heard songs like, who makes this? Like, what's going on with this? Okay. Uh, it's, it's just kind of distracting, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, there. It's funny because uh, early on, you know, I definitely had some of that going on because you work with what you've got, right? Oh. Um, when you start making music, you start recording, you don't have that much money. You know, you're recording in your bedroom. You know, I think Drake said he was recording in the bathroom or something like that. Um, but, you know, it, that's one thing that evolves over time. And I'm super proud of with this project. Um, you know, just the fact that, you know, working on that part of it myself, uh, you know, it has such, it, it, I really love the sound and others do too. And, you know, I really appreciate the fact that you do as well. Now, it was one song on there um, that you did a sample of an Avant. It's, um, called, it's called the, what is it called again? The Savant, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did that I one. I love Avant. When I heard that, I said, oh, I said, oh, no, we didn't. Like, be bold to touch that type of beat. That's such a classic song. So before we um move on to the icebreaker questions, mm -hmm. I want to just go back into the project because it is new and I think more people should hear it as well. Like, what is your creative process when it comes to naming a lot of these songs? Oh man, it, it, I really try not to overthink it. I think that's one one big thing for me. Um, even when I'm writing the songs, I try to like go with what feels good um, in the moment, right? Um, and then I may think about it later and be like, nah, that doesn't work. But, um, you know, usually I'll pick out a word or maybe a phrase that I think was like important to the song. Um, or, you know, in the case of the Avant samples, the Savant, right? Um, I titled it the Savant because of the subject matter, um, but because it kind of sort of rhymes with Avant as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, it would be kind of catchy in that way. And it's, you know, kind of a double entendre um, but 
you know, usually I would say it really depends, you know, but a lot of the songs, it comes from like a, a phrase or a word in the song um, that really stood out to me. Um, so I think a good example of that, um, you know, would be like, like the song Within, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I could have called this, I could have called the song, you know, Possessions, right? Because I say, when you take a look at me, do you see my possessions? Um, but, you know, later in the song, um, I say, you know, it's not about the money, it's about what's within, right? And right. I just, I, I thought the word within was just a lot more, you know, it, it just meant a lot more for that song. Yeah. And yeah. It, I don't know, it seemed like it's a little bit more, I don't know, one, whenever you have a song, it's like one word, I kind of feel like it's almost kind of like, hmm, like powerful, like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like a lot of songs, it's just one word, it, it just stands out more, you know, makes you want to click on it first. I want to draw people in with the title, and I think the whole thing is an art piece, right? So um, I feel like even your track listing, the sequencing of the songs, uh, the titles themselves, they all go into the whole art piece. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big believer of like, especially with your intro song, it was PSA, right? Yeah. What you think I'm of that? very big on like intro songs. <laughs> I feel like intro songs can really break the whole project. And I really felt like it, it was really good. It was a really good um, intro song. And with you ending it with bracelets, most artists probably would have had braces at number one, mm -hmm. but you having it at number at the end, I thought that was very clever and different. You know, I, I'm really, I, I really should be an A&R, right? I'm really good at it. <laughs> I think it's into a lot of the details. And I think that was a great song to choose for your intro and it was PSA with one word, you know? And that, that also means a lot to me. And one thing I want to say about that um, is, you know, I felt with the, with the song bracelets, you know, I wanted the whole album to kind of tell a story in a way. So every song can stand on its own. You can jam to it on its own, but it kind of tells kind of a story of, you know, starting out celebrating just, you know, good times, you know, things that you can buy with, um, you know, with money, right? Um, but by the end, it gets more in, in, introspective. Um, so I wanted to kind of end it on a note, um, you know, where I'm not, it's not celebratory, right? It's really looking at, you know, just myself as a person um, and really just tying it up, you know, from a thematic standpoint. So, uh, yeah, that's what I was going for with y'all. No meaning. So we're going to get into my favorite part. We're going to ask a few, you know, questions just to get to know you better. These are kind of the icebreaker questions. I'm going to ask you either or, and I'm going to throw in just some regular simple questions. So are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So the first one is FaceTime or text? Man, I want to say text is more convenient. I can text more on the fly. Um, you know, even if I'm in a spot that's like loud, you know, yeah. it's, it can be easier. But I like FaceTime too, you know, so I don't want to say I don't like FaceTime, but I'll probably say text first. Okay. Next. FaceTime. I'm pretty sure it can't nobody just randomly FaceTime you, right? No. Nah. Yeah. I think most people prove they just can't just randomly. As soon as you get somebody's number, it's like FaceTime. Like, uh-uh. Yeah. Wait. You got to ease into this. <laughs> Next. Know, um, take out or home cook? Home cook. Okay. Well, you are Nigerian, so I, so I speak <laughs> that. <laughs> Can you cook? I do. I do. No, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm like the Iron Chef or anything like that. But, you know, I do like what I make and I've gotten some good reviews. So, okay. Yeah. Next, are you a lover boy or a playboy? Ooh. Oh, are you trying to, you trying to put me on the spot? Expose me. You know what? I've been throwing that in there for the guys because I'm just nosy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm a lover boy. Without question, I'm a lover boy. 
Okay. What will other women say about you? They would say that I'm a lover boy as well. You know. Okay. Now okay. I'm an Aquarius, um, so I and I'm not someone that you know your your zodiac doesn't define you or anything. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I can say I'm a free spirit. Um, mm-hmm. So I've I've never been one to you know want to like control someone or I've never been big on like feeling super tied down. But uh, yeah. you know, I really I really love love and you know I I think that it's a beautiful thing. I would want to, I would prefer, you know, to find the right person uh, than to just, you know, be a player, so to speak. So. I was, you know, now that we're on that subject, because I got to be nosy, you know, of course. I was going to ask, but you are Nigerian. I know it's really, really important, you know, in your culture, you know, to, you know, settle down and, you know, do it the right way. So you are not taken. No, no, I'm not taken. I'm not married. Um, okay. I'm dating, but I'm not married. Yeah, boom. Hold on, you say you're dating. Hold on, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't want There's I'm nobody not, like there's no one exclusively in the picture. Okay, I was like, I don't want to promote that. I'm watching it. I had a situation like that with another uh interview and his girlfriend was literally peeking around the corner. I was like, wait, let me just clear that up. Oh, and next, what brings you peace in life? Oh man, knowing that the people that I care about are doing well. Um, that's I would say number one. Um and that really, you know, family, friends, right. and just their well-being. I'm not someone who really needs a lot, um, you know, from other people. I would say I'm generally pretty independent. But, you know, if I feel like my brother or I feel like one of my parents or um, just one of my close friends is going through a rough time, um, you know, that definitely would disturb my peace for sure. Oh, that's so dope. Next, who is the first person that you call with good news? Wow. I would say the first person I would call with good news would probably be one of my siblings, like probably my sister. How many siblings do you have? I got three siblings. Okay. So you have how many sisters and brothers? I got one sister. She's, you know, right under me. And then I got two brothers. I mean, one of those three, because we're all close. Oh, that's so amazing. I'm the only child. I'm jealous. (laughs) I'm, I'm the oldest. And I think there's a little bit a little piece of every like oldest child that sometimes is like, man, what what would it have been like if I was like, if it had just stayed just me? But yeah. um, honestly, I think that regardless, there's there's beauty in all of it, whether you're like one of ten or like you know one of one. Uh, but I'm I'm fascinated though. How did you enjoy being a child? What is that like? I think I'm too independent. I, I really I'm the type of person I just go on solo. I, I do have a child. You know, she's the only child on my side. So, you know, she enjoys her peace here when she's here. And when she goes to her dad, you know, it's noisy up there. You know, she has brothers, you know. It, it's You can tell she appreciates, you know, being the only child here. But right. I, I, I liked it. I had friends and things. It just gets harder as you get older. And, you know, certain things, family things come up and you have to deal with it on your own, you know. Right. You know, sibling and Celine on, so that's unfortunate. Right. But uh, I think I'm doing okay, you know. Well, I'm glad to hear that too. Yeah. And last, this is a tough one: Afro beats or hip hop? Mm. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I threw that in there. I was like, let me just you, see. You're you know? really not messing around. These are good questions, but I have to say, at the end of the day, um, I fell. I I truly, truly fell in love with hip hop first. 
mm. or Afrobeats, right? I think African music in general, if you're gonna, if you're gonna ask me African music, mm -hmm. uh, just from the entire world, wow. um, it may be a more difficult question, yeah. um, but Afrobeats, you know, I think it's a more recent phenomenon. It really is, yeah. Really yeah, is. you know, Afrobeats with the S at the end, you know, Afrobeat with Fela, you know, from, from like the 70s and then, you know, mm -hmm. that's different. But um, I would say hip hop was my first love. Like I, I really fell hard for hip hop when I first, you know, when, when I was first exposed to it. And I, re I really wasn't supposed to be, you know, my grandmother, she had visited from Nigeria. She just gave me this little radio. I was like seven years old and I turned into the local rap station and I was just like, whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is this stuff, you know? It's like you, you get hooked. And I think it's always a beauty when you think back on like, are, are you born in the nineties or the eighties? I was born in the 90s. Okay, I'm a 90s baby too. And I, I I fell in love with pop music. My grandmother did not want me listening to, to pop music for some, <laughs> for some reason. But once I heard Britney Spears, I was like, this is my song. You know, once you hear like a song, like it kind of gravitates to your taste. And as you get older, you know, like that taste sticks with you and you start experimenting. So I can just imagine. What artists do you remember listening to on the radio? Oh my God. I, I remember it still vividly. I know exactly who was out. Uh, it was 2001. It was uh, Nelly E.I. was was popping on the radio. Oh, yeah. uh, Jay-Z, Girls, Girls, Girls was popping. And H to the Izzo was popping. Welcome to Atlanta, uh, Jermaine Dupri. Oh, them good times. Ooh, yeah, them it, good was good good time. it was a good year. It was a good year. Woo. Um, so sad. <laughs> there was a lot of good songs out, out at that time. Um, I think it was one of the best years you could, like, you know, fall in love with rap just because like it was it was the perfect blend of like hard I guess rap was still in its kind of hard phase. Fun. You know, it, it really was fun these days. Hip hop is just so dark and everybody's just, you know, worshiping the devil and everybody's wanna shoot and kill each other. Like music back needs to be fun. You know, the guys they had the beautiful, you know, girls in the video. It was just such a good time. And I remember even being a little kid, you'd be like, wow. Now being an adult, you watch music video, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> Back in the day, they had like Missy Elliott, Neptune. Oh, and that was that was the era that I really afraid of. Wow. So I, that makes sense on you know why you fell in love with um hip hop. And I yeah. think that was a good example as well, too. Now you're gaining a lot of buzz with your new project that just came out. So what can we expect? from this project any new music videos what's going to be the next single that you actually push oh man it's it right now i'm in between i'm in between two of them um there's a song called elite on the project mm. with a great artist by the way i want to shout out justice chanel um but yeah i would love to shoot a video for that um just because i think that's you know it paints a really really cool picture but uh, Stop Me is another one I think would be fun for the summertime as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that's got a really cool, just like West Coast vibe to it. Um, and, you know, I was kind of, I was feeling inspired by just like the whole Bay Area sound. Um, and just for the summertime, I think it really fits. So that probably will be the next one. But Elite, I want to do that one too. Yes. Now, how do you even collab with other artists? Um, I just love when up and coming artists come together and collab. I just think it's really, really important because, you know, either one of you all can take off and it can help put, you know, one of you in a better light. So how are you able to meet a lot of these artists? Like, you know, do you just reach out to them on social media or just is it a really close knit circle up there in Maryland? 
I mean, there there are certain artists that like, you know, it's just, you know, we're tight knit and we've known each other for a long time. But um, these days, especially like since the pandemic, um, you know, the internet has been like a huge resource for sure. So, you know, it's been a matter of like, you know, finding artists that I think are just really cool online. Um, you know, we just get to talking. It's never really just like, boom, you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna record on the thing, but you try to build relationships the same way that you would, um, you know, if you were networking in person. Um, yeah. so that's how I try to approach it. You know? The pandemic really, really helped. I think <laughs> I, I made a lot of you know, social media friends through the pandemic because all we had was really talking with each other and, you know, networking. And sometimes I feel like networking online, you can really meet more people that's more in common than people in your city. I don't know. You feel, Do you feel like, wait, do you feel like you've made better connections online, meeting a lot of artists or better just going out and just bumping into people? Man, you know, I would say... And I don't want to diss this area for sure. You know, I think I've, I've met a lot of great artists in this area um, and I've really enjoyed being in the DMV. Um, but I think that, you know, being online has given me the opportunity to kind of connect with artists with a different kind of flavor and sound. Um, and, you know, just, I, I feel like it gives you a little bit more freedom, you know, mm-hmm. um, going to networking events and, and meeting artists, you know, some of them may be serious, some of them may not. Yeah. You know, some of them, you know, you may like the quality of their stuff. Some of them you may not. But if you're not working with someone online and you like, you know, you come across them, you're able to kind of like, I guess, you know, you're you're able to get a better introduction to their work. Yeah, I think that's a that's a perfect way of, of explaining it. I feel the same way as well. So we're at the end of the interview. I want to say thank you so much for being on. How was that? Thank you so much for being open and just, you know, just really opening it up. I think that's really important. Let me just say a disclaimer to artists, please. Y'all, you really, in order for these interviews to really go well, you got to be able to talk, you know? <laughs> you got to be able to talk. You know, I'm going to make sure I post this somewhere because this is really, really important. You know, just, just be open. I try to make you all feel as comfortable as possible to make you feel comfortable talking to me because I am a stranger, you know, so it may be a little hard. But how was that? Oh, it was good. I, I mean, I got I should be asking you that because you're the critique. I was not, I don't want to say I was nervous, but I was like, you know, I hope I'm doing a good job. Oh, you know, you can never do like a, a bad job on here. As long as you're being yourself and like, you know, you're just opening up to the questions, like we're going to have a good time. You know, even if you would have not like talked and was too shy to talk, I would have did something to make you laugh to make you get out of it. <laughs> but I'm glad that you um had a great time. I want to say thank you so much as well. And anything else you want to let us know, let us know your social media and where people can find you and how we can listen to your album, Bracelets, what platforms? Uh, so you can listen to Bracelets on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, um, you know, just the whole the whole works. Um, and you can follow me on Instagram, African Chisom. Um, that is African, C-H-I-S-O-M. Um, and yeah. Yes, thank you so much. I'm going to stop the recording now.